every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Bree, and I'm joined by my co-host. Cozy. Hi. Hey. Hi. Co-host Cozy. Um, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm uh, co-good. Co I'm pretty co-good. I'm doing pretty co-well. Um, maybe a little co-tired, uh, but that's because we're just getting to the end of my, my week three of shows where I'm just doing a billion shows. I think I have one more tonight that is two shows and then tomorrow night another show. This is of course being recorded the day before. So yeah, just it's just been a week of shows. But hey, traveling's coming up. That's fun. Yeah. Are you going somewhere for the thing Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm going home, you know. I'm going on home to hang out with my mom and her boyfriend and uh, we're probably going to have some some close family come and hang out, uh, or close friends rather, because uh, since my grandma died last year, she was kind of one of the few Thanksgiving people we had. So in order to make sure it doesn't feel like we have no Thanksgiving people, we have invited some uh, family friends. So it'll be great. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, super fun. I'm definitely not going home this thanksgiving but just because it's too tight of a schedule for my work oh gotcha uh, work thing but going back for for christmas probably that's a good way to do it. it's either one or the other usually yeah yeah i, I never can do both I, I don't think that's ever happened uh yeah, since I've, I've lived there to. <laughs> yeah, I've never, that's a lot of family time we'll just keep it limited <laughs> yeah exactly it, you gotta take one uh holiday to enjoy the fact that there are empty streets in Los Angeles. Uh, yes. Oh, I love, I'm so looking forward to just drive. I'm like going to drive. I'll have no aim. I'm just going to go out there and be like, I can drive on the 405. Yes. I'm, I'm, I just mostly enjoy going to the Grove during uh, Christmas because of the weird fake snow. I mean, hopefully Caruso is not vindictive and doesn't take our fake snow away. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Or our Barnes and Noble. If he takes, a, oh, I'd be so angry. <laughs> that's the one thing keep it at the grove forever yeah he's gonna uh, uh run again next time and, and brand his snow yeah okay. he's gonna brand all the books none of yeah. this is good <laughs> none of it's good um anyway uh what is good is this podcast hell uh, yeah well done yeah. slick as hell <laughs> uh we are comedians <laughs> writers filmmakers and we are comedy sidekicks and it's not gonna work <gasps> oh no uh, or maybe we'll we'll see uh every episode one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film and we do it all with no spoilers that's true none none uh and if we do uh it's uh, i redact them like i have done <laughs> before which is so nice <laughs> of you it's such a good move yeah it's sometimes it's it's harder with certain movies um this one i feel okay about uh and today we have a special guest uh jules ford Hello. Woo, how's it going? Uh, it's going. It's going really well. I uh, I definitely feel you on the uh, on the uh, busyness uh, of of this this week and like the last couple weeks. Good lord! Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was as you were listing off things, I was like, yeah, that sounds really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's truly endless. It's truly endless. Um, oh, we should mention how we know Jules. Always a good move. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know Jules from the volunteer program mostly. I feel like that's where we met um, at the pack. And then we were on a sketch team for a while, Duck Boy. Woo, rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. We might come back together someday, uh, but probably not. 
<laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Da- Dash and I talk about it every time we do go sketch yourself. And like whenever Ian has been there too, we're like, yeah, let's get Doc Boy back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always hard. Like you said, it's like when you're busy and everything, it like makes it that much uh, out of out of reach to, to actually make it realistic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And I know Jules from, I don't know, I guess there's the pack. I mean, like, I feel like it's so hard to trace back when I meet people. I don't know. Right. Jules, do you remember how we met? I don't. I remember I remember how Bree and I met, but I don't remember how you and I met. Yeah. Uh, my guess is that we probably I feel like we probably met at a like a New Year's or Fourth of July related pack party once. Because mm. I do remember having like a good a better concept of you then and possibly none before that. And being like <laughs> it was maybe like the second time that we had met and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'm remembering names now." Oh, my guess would have been an improv jam. Also uh, very ah. possible. Although it's a tough call as to where because I never really did the Pax jams. Oh, okay. Maybe not then. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did you ever do Blackout Drunk? You did Blackout Drunk. Maybe it was that too. Mm, no, I actually never did. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. it's got to just been like general pack generalness then. Yeah. That yeah. feels right. Most likely. Nice. I feel like, yeah. I feel like, Jules, you were like one of the first people I met at the pack, I think. Like first one of my first friends that I made. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I want to say it was like on 420. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you're right. I think yeah. that was, might've been the first time I was even at the pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say Victoria brought you. Yes, right? yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't didn't we go to um? We went to a restaurant after. I think that's right. Oh, uh, Swingers. We went to Swingers. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. All the memories are flooding back. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And now Jules is on Mama Bird, which is a house team at the Pack Theater. Yes, yes. indeed. Very exciting. Yeah. Make sure to um, check them out when they are playing, which Jules will be able to tell you because I do not remember things. Uh, yeah, second and fourth Wednesdays. There we go. Magic. Woo. Um, yeah, so Jules, I just wanted to uh, kind of like, what's what's your sort of background in like in movies? Like what kind of movies do you like? I know you're a big movie person, so probably um, even bigger I, than both of us. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I've, you know, have just kind of always loved movies. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I don't have like a really professional background. Like I, I've, I've made a couple short films, uh, but it's been a while. Um, oh, nice. I, I work uh, for a major studio, but it's like an admin job. <laughs> so it's Still not like cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a cool job for sure. But uh, it's not like I'm one of the people that's making the like creative decisions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like the field that I'm trying to get into is is uh, film festival programming. Oh, cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if anybody listening uh, needs anybody on the screener com- committee, uh, you know, I'll have my, <laughs> I'll have my, uh, uh, tags and contact. socials. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. All that. Ooh, I should, I should be appropriate time. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I should, uh, hook you up with a, um, I did a, a short fat fe- fe- or I did a short that I like entered into a couple festivals and it's like one of my favorite festivals that I've been to and it's called genre blast, but I wonder oh, if they yeah, need screeners, yeah. but 
maybe I could see if they have, they they need any because that play that festival is like is so fun and they just do a bunch of like really fun like genre films. Oh, sweet, nice. Yeah. I mean, my question is, I wonder what the shortest short film festival is. Just like a short film festival. There, uh, <laughs> you mean like the length of the festival itself? Yeah, like the length of the festival itself is a short film festival. Uh, I wonder uh, if they have like a five minute film festival. And <laughs> like you, it's like a drive through festival. Yeah, and each of the shorts are like thirty seconds. <laughs> I feel like that's gotta exist in some form. It's gotta. <laughs> like, uh, I would just there's yeah. so many uh, film festivals out there that are so like niche. Uh, <laughs> like that's that's gotta be a thing. And if it's not, we should make it. Yeah. yeah. That's like a great idea. Thank you. Yeah, my hope would be that it would be something that was not online and would require you to pay a fair amount of money to get in. <laughs> and then you'd all sit down and wait for 30 minutes and then it would start and be five minutes long. <laughs> I, yeah, I imagine this taking place in like a car, like one of those car washes you go through and you kind of like, it's like through each state, there's like a TV and you can watch like a 30 second short film and then you go and you get your car wash. And then at the end, there's like a, a, a step and repeat and you can take your <laughs> <laughs> and that part is the longest part the step and repeat is just <laughs> hours long <laughs> yeah yeah all the angles <laughs> all yeah you have to stop and get all the angles right and then you gotta like and then turns out um they were using film so and the <laughs> camera was empty and they yeah it's just the whole thing a lot of lens caps <laughs> a lot of lens cla- caps a lot lens of lens claps. claps a lot of lens claps yeah and that's just, that's the whole thing that doesn't even yeah didn't even exist until this festival so. it's just hitting lenses against other lenses which should <laughs> be a high five but instead is very painful and damaging to cameras so right, i don't it, recommend it it's actually a yeah the festival uh it, it's losing a lot of money because they have to replace so many of these lenses <laughs> the most important important part of this short film fest is that there's so much damage to cameras yeah that's that's why the tickets cost so much yes it all pays for itself in the back end it works yeah Yeah, there's really no perks you're just paying for the damage that is so easily prevented i do love that as a way of promoting a show there are no perks (laughs) welcome to the shortest festival there are no perks yeah i don't know Uh, what you were expecting but perks isn't a thing you're getting Um, well, I'm going to segue into talking about the film in a not so, uh, organic way. I usually, I usually have a good transition, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't find a word to latch onto there. I mean, the last transition was about this awesome podcast. So you could say, and now we're getting started with this awesome podcast. And now, uh, <laughs> back to, Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that do have perks, uh, <laughs> listening to this podcast because the perk is is joy. Yeah, joy and enjoyment. <laughs> um, so today, Jules and I are going to try and convince you to watch the 1982 action adventure comedy movie, Last Action Hero. Uh, ninety three. <laughs> oh, oh, oops, sorry, I did not. Oh, I put ninety three on the top and not there. Nineteen ninety three, action adventure comedy movie, Last Action Hero, and cozy. You need to see this. I've definitely never seen this one, uh, but in my brain, I'm just like going through trying to remember, and it. This is the Arnold one. Yes. yes. Okay, good. Part of my brain does jingle all the way to this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very different movie. (laughs) Okay, good to know. Another one I've also never seen, though. So, okay, cool. Yeah, but I've definitely heard about Last Action Hero. And, yeah, if 
it seems like it has action heroes in it, which is already a bad sign for me. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I was I was about to say those are two of the uh, the critical uh, critical films in the Schwarzenegger catalog. Yeah, I have missed. I would say the majority of his catalog. I don't know which parts of his catalog I've seen. I bet I've seen. I don't know. Maybe one I, or I, two randoms. I feel like if that's the case, uh, then this one might be a good one to 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 like dive into. That's good to hear. I agree. I agree with that. Um, so this movie is about a uh, young Danny Madigan, who's a young boy, a huge fan of Jack Slater, a uh, larger than life action hero played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Nick, the projectionist uh, gives him a magic ticket to the newest Jack Slater movie, Danny is transported into Slater's world, uh, complete with high speed car chases, car chases, explosions and danger at every turn. Uh, Danny must help Slater foil the plots of the bad guys, all while keeping the villains out of his very real world. And in the Slater movies, the good guys always win. But when real life and cinema collide, things become much more dangerous for Danny and his favorite action hero. Oh, so this has a this has elements of magical realism in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damn. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know this movie involved a magic ticket. That is uh, an interesting start that I was not expecting. Okay, cool. It, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's described uh, on Wikipedia as a fantasy. Amazing. Uh, oh, really? Kind of true. This blows my mind. So huh. it's kind of like Enchanted, I assume. Another movie I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen Enchanted either, so I don't. I don't. Uh, what... Or El- the, Enchanted, I get those confused. <laughs> it's definitely less fantastical than those, I think, or fantasy. Yeah, I don't know. There's definitely elements of fantasy. Yeah, it's not. It's not a fantasy world in this situation, but it is a. It is a connecting to fiction from reality type of situation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I had no idea. I'm already more interested than I would be if it were just an action movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, never-ending story, fantasy. Oh, hell yeah. Um. Oh. Only I assume more like grenades and bazookas in this than a never-ending story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, only slightly more. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Same amount of cannons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So this movie's uh, directed by John McTiernan. Uh, Die Hard. Never seen uh, it. Hunt for Red. Hunt for Red October. Never seen it. Uh. Let's see. What Predator. else? Predator. Ne- never seen it. Okay. Uh, I think <laughs> those are the big you, ones. Have you seen an action movie? Probably not. <laughs> I've seen I've seen very very few action movies and that's a really good question. Um, I I I don't know if I have seen very many. I I do know that I have definitely seen all of the John Wicks. Okay. Is is I I'm I'm sorry if I'm like getting tangential here, but is is there an action movie that you do like? It's cuz it sounds like it's very much not your genre. <laughs> I do like the John Wicks and I okay. I do I would say that I probably like any action movie that I have seen in the last like decade maybe, like since maybe 2010. Um but that isn't really the era of action movies, you know what I mean? Like Sure. When I was growing up, I avoided all of the action movies, and that seems like the classic sort of era. Yeah, yeah, but okay. yeah, no, I missed all of. I didn't even, I didn't even give them a try to like like or hate them. I just went, ah, oh, these are the jocks. I remember them from eighties movies. No, thank you. Like, yeah, I was naturally taught. I was like, oh no, 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 no. I need the nerds, and I don't like the jocks. So. <laughs> If these, these guys are, are all jocks. <laughs> yeah, if just like a bunch of muscly jocks and my parents were artists, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's fair. I feel like I've almost had the, like, I, I don't watch as many action movies now as I did growing up because I think I just grew up with them because my dad loved action movies. And yeah. so that's sort of like, like, I, I'm definitely like, a you know, grew up with Die Hard and uh, yeah, this movie especially. Um, oh, yeah, so. totally. Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, yeah. A lot of these guys did end up becoming creeps. It's probably worth mentioning. <laughs> or or that yeah. or or more, I would assume during their heyday, uh their fame probably put them in a pretty big creep spot and that sure. since then they have probably learned not to be creeps. I definitely think that that is probably the case for a lot of these people because it's like, yeah, they're kind of like presented as, as these badass like action heroes and then they're like, you know, yeah and and some of these movies yeah it's like there's like they're put in this world where it's definitely like you know yeah like women are just love me and then they take that into real life and they're like yeah women love me even if they if they really don't i'm just gonna like grab her butt though yeah exactly exactly it's just like here are all of my muscles i am being presented as the masculine ideal i guess everything that comes with that comes with that automatically which uh without giving too much away is kind of a element of this film whoa (laughs) yeah ah they address that that's uh i mean here's the question do they address that or is it just involved in it <laughs> um, hmm. I think it's kind of I would say uh, hmm. yeah I, I, I this think, is my favorite uh, there's I, commentary I, that I would say I would argue is like is pointing it out that that's sort of a th- a trope with action movies yes you know yeah and then and it's like it is commentary on it like they don't really dive like deep into it but there is like one specific comment that I can remember where like basically um it's like a bunch of, you just notice that like in, in the world that, you know, in Hollywood, there's a bunch of uh, sort of idealistic, like hot women. And that's pointed out of being like, where are all the regular women? Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. In California, they don't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for a line that's in the movie. Incredible. Yeah, that does. It, it feels like when I was, you know, younger or whatever, when I was in the 90s and younger, there was already this <laughs> when I was time traveling into the nineties. Um, it it did feel already like there was this little bit of pointing out the object, you know, uh, objectifying women and things like that. As much as it was still happening and leaking over from the eighties, there was like, oh, is it just a bunch of bikini babes? Are we still doing that? And so I, I definitely grew up being like, okay, the one thing to never do is objectify women. We know that that's awful now. Hmm. So I'm glad that they at least somewhat touch on that in this in this movie from the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this uh, the uh, writer of this, the, sc- the screenplay is uh, Shane Black. What? <laughs> OK. All right. So, uh, I, I don't know if you were planning on talking about this, but this actually had like half a dozen <laughs> writers and like. <laughs> script doctors that came in like carrie fisher was one of the people working on it interesting yeah uh, i did i wasn't gonna talk about that but as, that is a good thing to bring up yeah it went through a lot of uh sort of i guess revisions and rewrites right yeah it had a very like chaotic uh production process uh where apparently they were still like filming scenes up until a week before the movie came out lordy um <laughs> and uh yeah just a, a lot of like a lot of issues with the script and like how changed dramatically from how it was originally um originally sold and uh but yeah just uh like the i think official people that are credited as the 
as the writers were what? Uh, like Shane Black. Shane Black is a screenplay, I believe. And then for the story, it's Zach Penn and Adam Leff. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but in actuality, it's like <laughs> it's like eight people. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is that's interesting because this is from the like the original Shane Black era of like action movies and stuff. Whereas I got more into Shane Black after all of that with mm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and then Iron Man 3 and then The Nice Guys. And right. I was like, right. oh, these are all funny movies. And technically there is action. There are action elements in all of them. That's kind of cool, too. But um, I, I imagine I not say, nearly as much as in these. I will say it feels more like a Shane Black movie than uh, than anything else. <laughs> really? Oh, that's a yeah. delight. That's good to hear. I'm surprised. I agree with that. Um, yeah, despite all those sort of different voices that are like, I, I guess, technically uh, ended up in this movie with, <laughs> with however many writers were involved, it does feel like, uh, you know, like, yeah, Shane Black, like, it, but it, but it in, in this, like, yeah, this era, I guess, you know, like coming out of Lethal Weapons. And, yeah. Um, Long Kiss Goodnight, I guess, was after this, right? I think. I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that uh, kind of makes sense because he does it. It feels like he does have a lot of good meta commentary in his stuff. Um, so I would imagine that that would be pretty uh, in line with meta commentary. I mean, it sounds like the story, f- it, you know, lends itself well to meta commentary. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the story by which I guess, yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, I guess doesn't matter as much since there were so many voices, but Zach Penn uh, did like Ready Player One. Oh, um, interesting. The Hulk, I think like a, maybe uh, there's some other like uh, Marvel stuff. Oh, The Avengers. Oh, okay. As a writer on that. Uh, yeah. And then there is Adam Leff, who did this and then Biodome. Biodome. <laughs> yeah. Speaking Ooh. of speaking of movies that uh, did not age well, but also, <laughs> no. but also movies that were filmed in my hometown. Okay, come on. Oh, yeah. oh you're, you're right by the the Biodome. I am from Biodome Town. Yes, I am from <laughs> the Biosphere <laughs> Two uh, <laughs> town. I, ha- I have not rewatched Biodome, but I can definitely see that not holding up today. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, ooh. <laughs> I did a screening with friends like five years ago uh, and it was just like, oh, this is so bad. So problematic. Yeah. Oh, no. Haven't done a rewatch, but I have heard where it's like, oh, and then Polly Shore jumps into bed with them and you're like, oh, no. But yeah. point We turned it off. Yeah. Smart choice. Yeah. Biosphere 2 is in Oracle, Arizona, and I'm from Tucson. There we go. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> specifics, um, specifics, but yeah, that's a, a fascinating combination of, of, um, of pedigrees right there where you're like, we got Biodome and we have Avengers <laughs> and also right. kiss, kiss, bang, bang. What a weird combo. Okay. Right. It seems like Adam Left's career, the one who did Biodome, didn't like there wasn't a whole lot outside of this and Biodome. He's the one uh, who got Adam left. Aw. Yeah, like, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone else, it seems like, you know, even Carrie, having Carrie Fisher's voice in. It's like too many voices can be a bad thing. Uh, but but apparently not for like, this one. <laughs> but I feel like it worked out in the end for this one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> 
it yeah. did bomb, uh, like, uh, it did bomb, like yeah, historically. That's <laughs> yeah, but there's got to be a reason you two are on here talking about it today. I mean, sure. it became yeah. like a cult classic. It's yeah. like one of those ones that bombed. It did bomb. It wasn't just like a uh, commercial failure, but I think it was critical too. Like, it, like it, the critics also it bombed with them. <laughs> yeah, that's so I, funny. I, I feel like it's definitely one of those movies where if you watched it as a kid uh or like it came out during your childhood like i was seven when the movie came out yeah um then like it left an imprint on you and there's there's more of an appreciation for it uh also like it is uh this is one of my points that i'll get to later but it's it's (laughs) like a very prescient movie like it's there's a lot of stuff in it that's like oh this is way ahead of its time okay yeah does it does it feel like it holds up that's the question we gotta ask right (laughs) Uh, I think so. I mean, I still watch it like regularly, uh, like, I watched it even before this was the my choice for the for the movie that we were going to do. Yeah. So. You, you think that an adult who had never seen it before would be down? Uh, or is, yeah, or is this so. like, OK, because there definitely have been movies I've recommended on here before where I'm like, if we time travel to when you were a kid, you this is when I'm recommending that I'm recommending yeah. this to childhood you. <laughs> yeah. See, that's hard for me to say because like I don't I, I'm like so, so attached to like my memories of this watching this as a kid that it is hard for me to be like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think you, I think it would be good. I think as an adult, nice kind of like diving in. Um. So yeah, this uh, this movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger um, as Jack Slater and as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, Austin O'Brien is uh, Danny, and I'm not sure that he's done much else actually. Prehysteria. Uh, Prehysteria. <laughs> Prehysteria. Uh, yeah, the movie with like the little uh, pet dinosaurs. Also, My Girl Two. My Girl 2. He was in two movies that had uh, a subplot about the La Brea Tar Pits. Wow. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I live right there. So that's perfect. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie. Um, Those are the two. Those are two two mains. Uh, Yeah. F. Murray Abraham uh, plays John Practice. I know that name. Charles Dance is uh, is one of the bad guys. Mm Mm-hmm uh benedict and then there's a bunch of cameos and just sort of like faces that pop up in this movie nice uh so yeah this uh this movie i first saw when i was a child uh definitely don't remember exactly what how young i was but my it was one i had seen like i think like multiple times as a kid my dad owned it on dvd or vhs and uh just yeah watched it a lot as a kid and just kind of like i think it was like a special movie because of that uh sort of memory the memory attached to it mm. and how about you jules uh yeah pretty pretty similar um i i don't really remember uh like specifically going to see it i know i saw it in theaters um and i definitely remember it being like one of the first movies that I was very like cognizant of the hype machine going into it. Uh, Like it was definitely one of those movies that was like, Oh, this is one I'm, I'm excited for when it comes out. Um, uh, I I saw it in theaters. I had like, I had a Jack Slater action figure. Uh, (laughs) Incredible. uh, And yeah, like it was, (laughs) 
Probably. So, like, one of the big things about the movie is that it came out a week after Jurassic Park. Mm. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, like, people involved, like, blame that it was bombed uh, or blame that it bombed. Uh, and if you would have asked me uh, as a kid in 1993 what my favorite movie was, I would have said Last Action Hero <laughs> over Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park is my favorite film now like of all time mm. right. uh, but at well, that time uh it was this um so yeah have you seen yeah. action park the documentary about action park i have yeah perfect it sounds it seems like a perfect combination between those two titles <laughs> <laughs> it's a mashup yeah <laughs> uh yeah i would say a jewel's like uh, i i know i i'm biased because i know you but i'm like i feel like Jurassic Park is like notoriously your favorite film, <laughs> like or, and, and dinosaurs are your favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, you're notoriously. Yeah. Uh, Cozy, how did you miss this movie? Oh, yeah, that's a fair question. We hit it a little bit earlier, but yeah, I I was programmed to avoid action movies and meat men at all costs, <laughs> and fully continued to do so. I remember hearing the name even back then and being like, eh, and then probably went and got and probably went and saw a foreign film at the loft or something instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie came out like a year after I was born. So I wish I had seen it in theaters, but did not get to experience that or Jurassic park. I didn't get to see that in, th- in theaters either. That's fair. Yeah. And I, I feel like, honestly, I probably, I think around the time that Schwarzenegger was being like such a, a huge guy, like Terminator and all these movies like that. I was just like, eh, I just sort of had a universal air eh response to everything like that. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Yeah, this movie, I think if it wasn't for my dad showing it to me, I as a kid, I can't imagine like, I don't, I don't know that it would be my cup of tea, like, if it wasn't just sort of like something that I already had to watch, but I Mm -hmm. love it. So it's and I and I still love it. So that's that's that. (laughs) Um, And now into our reasons. Um, My first reason for recommending this movie is uh, that it's just a big meta it's big meta fun yeah Yeah, so it's uh really meta it's uh it puts like you know the the action star um in the real life the regular boy in the action movie um and it's like comedically like shines a light on like the implausible things that usually happen in action movies Mm. like invincible heroes like who just like seem to like be able to you know fall out of uh skyscrapers and walk away from explosions unscathed to like (laughs) There's just like little jokes in there that really like kind of highlight that and um, like reloading guns. That's another thing that's like, you know, common in action movies where it's just like an endless stream of bullets. Um, <laughs> and this also does a good job of sort of like pointing out like sort of the, the silliness of, of those uh, kind of tropes in action movies. So, yeah, it's just like a really fun, like kind of meta movie. Nice. OK, yeah, yeah that does sound appealing. Uh, uh, yeah. I fully agree with all that. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Jules? What's your first reason? Uh, okay, so yeah, my first reason uh, is a little little different, but uh, it was actually the music of it. Uh, and I, this is my reasons aren't in any particular order. <laughs> Just to get that out of the they way, they never are. <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, the music in it uh, is really great. Um, so the like, there's two kind of components to it. There's the like. Um, the orchestral uh, side of things. Um, and then there's also like a uh, 
rock pop soundtrack. Uh, pop is probably not a good term. Um, <laughs> like metal. But just like a lot of like popular acts of the time were on the soundtrack. Um, like a lot of that side of it isn't really my cup of tea. Uh, there is one really good ACDC song uh, yeah. called Big Guns. Uh, which is a terrible <laughs> title, uh, but like just just a fun song and it's used really well in the movie. Um, but like the rest of the soundtrack just has like a weird uh, conglomeration of like early 90s zeitgeist sounds. Yeah. Uh, like there's the like death nail of uh, like 80s hair bands uh, <laughs> are in there, like Queen's Reich. Uh, Allison Chains has a couple of songs on the soundtrack uh, to for the like early '90s grunge factor. Uh, Aerosmith is on there, um, and there's even a Cypress Hill song. So there's like a little bit of hip hop thrown in as well. Um, but like really, the the kind of like selling point of the music for me uh, was Michael Kamen's score, um, and Michael Kamen uh, <laughs> has done a lot of like. Uh, a lot of action movies. Uh, so it, he, he was kind of like a perfect fit for this. Mm. Uh, and he also worked with John McTiernan a lot. Um, but like he did the the score for like Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, uh, X-Men. Uh, he went on to do Band of Brothers. Um, ah. And he was also the, uh, I guess, orchestral director or conductor uh, for Metallica's S&M album. Uh, Cozy, I don't know if you're if you would be familiar with that. Nope. I, um, I, I my best friend in middle school was a real big Metallica fan, uh, and I was much more on the Blink 182 side of things. Oh, that that checks out. Yeah. That oh, makes yeah. Sense. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> there it is. The classic I, battle. I always, <laughs> always kind of towed that line. It was like, I'd listen to Metallica one week and then Misfits the next week. <laughs> nice. Um, it goes with you on that, Jules. It yeah. Teeter back and forth. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like the music is just like perfectly fitting to to what's happening in the movie. It's got this like it's got a kind of heavy metal sound to it uh, that is uh, uh, just just really fits with with what's going on in the movie. Yeah, that was my boy. I had a bonus reason and it was like the soundtrack. Um because of yeah there's just a lot of like yeah i don't know like high it's like goes with the action like high octane kind of really like pumps you up for like the action <laughs> sequences kind of songs yeah for sure um yeah my uh second reason is just it's uh i i think the, i like the concept i think um it's a great concept especially if you are a kid who like watched this as a kid uh it's it's really like just about you know it's like a kid who loves movies so much that it's like you can put yourself in the headspace of danny basically being like you know i feel like as a i still get immersed in movies when i watch them as adults but there's something different about when you're a kid and like you know you really kind of latch on to like a protagonist and you're like you know imagining yourself in this world and this kind of just like takes that in a literal sense uh and i think it's just like a really fun uh fun concept to go with and it's like this kid is just like relatable he's like he loves movies so much that you know he basically like it's his number one priority like to make sure he's catching the next movie um 
And he's kind of like, you know, a little bit of a slacker in that sense, because he's like just so obsessed with movies. How old is this kid in the in the thing? I think he's like probably around 12. Okay. All right. Interesting. Like not not yet a teenager, like prepubescent, I would say. Gotcha. Old enough Um, to be left alone. Yes. Yeah. In uh, the mean streets of New York City. In Not the mean the street, streets. In his apartment in New York City. Um, right. No, I, yeah, I, again, I uh, totally agree with that. And uh, very much, like, wanted to be this kid when I when I saw this uh, as a as a seven-year-old. I was like, you, you know how, like, when you're young and uh, things that happen in movies seem way more plausible in real life? I'd, like, look at my movie tickets and be like, is this the magic one? Um, yeah. I love it. And, of course, sadly, it never happened. Oh, gosh. Um, one day. We still believe in you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cozy. I believe in you, too, Jules. Thank you. My magic ticket. <laughs> Forget the golden ticket from Willy Wonka. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, that's, yeah. that's the clear one right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to be that way with Matilda. Like, I legitimately thought I could, like, uh, perfect, like, telekinesis. And uh, that's that's the one, right? Telekinesis where you, like, Yeah, I'm like, telep- telepathy is the brain we Yeah, and I used to be um, the same way with Metallica. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I was probably more like the same thing with Madeline. Just uh, one day I'll be in a line with many other schoolgirls <laughs> walking through the streets of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's like I, way more probable than anything. <laughs> yeah, I was like, one day, somehow. One day, it's going to happen. Um. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, Matilda, uh, which was directed by Danny DeVito, uh, that brings me to my second reason. Haha, see that ah, segue? That's uh, a way better is... segue than I thought. <laughs> uh, which was the uh, the cameos in this movie. Um, like, uh, I think you kind of briefly touched on it uh, when you were talking about the cast, but this movie is like filled to the brim with uh with various different cameos of uh people who were famous in the in the late 80s and early 90s okay Um, you've got uh there's a cameo from tina turner um interesting with some of these i'm a little hesitant to talk about because they're a little like they're not plot spoilery but they're kind of like joke spoilery (laughs) gotcha yeah that's Um, fair so I will leave this one name out that I had highlighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme does a cameo in it. Uh, Danny DeVito plays an animated cat. What? Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <laughs> That's a delight. Uh, yeah. Uh, and there's even a, a cameo from Ian McKellen in it. Um, yep. I will not discuss uh, what his role is well, either. Speaking of X-Men, um, yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. Also, X Men. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and and there's there's a lot of other ones that are like I said. I, I feel like uh, their cameo is is a joke that I don't want to give away just yet. Yeah, yeah. that's tricky. I, that was also one of my that was my uh, fifth reason. So uh, yeah, just piggybacking off of that. It's like a uh, yeah, lots of faces, lots of cameos that like some of them are so quick too that you really could just miss it. Um, and definitely plenty that are like 
yeah, once you get to it, like you'll you'll realize like why why it's good to not say it now because it's all very specific. <laughs> it's specific to the to the genre. <laughs> yes, nice. That makes sense. Um, my third reason is uh, it's just like the this movie is very like cartoonish, uh, and there's like a pl- a lot of like silly things that happen in this that like. It's like the heightening of the of sort of the action tropes. Um, they have like sort of the the angry sergeant who's like yelling at the like badass cop who is you know Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, so there's like a lot of just like cartoony things, like steam coming out of ears. Of of course, we mentioned the the, the cartoon cat. Uh, so literally cartoonish in that sense. <laughs> There's a scene where uh, you see it a lot in in animations, like where you know you go into like the character's closet and it's like twenty of the same outfit. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah, there's also that for uh, for a live action character for Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he has a closet full of like twenty of like the brown leather jackets he wears and like red shirts. <laughs> And yeah, there's just a lot of really like silly uh, cartoonish things in this movie. A guy gets killed with an ice cream cone. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I mean, that makes <laughs> me think of um, that one movie that I don't remember the name of ever. Uh, where It was sort of like a parody of action movies, but also an action movie. And I think someone got killed with a carrot in it. Hmm. Oh. Know what I'm talking about? Oh. Yeah. That's familiar. Uh. I don't want to say it's called Kill 'em All, but something like that in my brain. I don't know. Something. Shoot 'em up. Shoot 'em up. That feels Shoot right. Shoot 'em up. Yeah. I always think of that as a movie I probably would like, but never saw. <laughs> huh. I don't, I don't remember the carrot death in that. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe um, it's a different one then. Huh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Are, are you. Uh, is it my turn? It's your turn, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The the cart, uh, the ice cream cone leads into my next reason, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna go after that because okay, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my my third reason uh was is Charles Dance. Uh, that's it. Just uh, <laughs> he is uh so good in this movie. Um, like for me, uh, this is the definitive uh like bad guy like action movie bad guy um and he does it so well he's so like believably evil uh (laughs) and um yeah he's he's like i honestly think there's never been an actor that has more perfectly uh been molded to be an excellent villain than charles dance (laughs) um uh, if if you need a refresher, he was also in uh, Game and Throne, Game in Thrones. Uh, <laughs> Damn, that was the that was the Showtime knockoff version. Yeah. Uh, no, he was in uh, Game of Thrones as uh, Tywin Lannister, um, the the Lannister family patriarch. Uh, he's been in other things. Yeah, uh, I recognize the name, but I wrote down the other movies that he was in. It's all good. Yeah, I recognize Um, the name, but I don't know who. Yeah, nothing comes to mind for him. Interesting. I think that was yeah. I remembered uh, Game of Thrones, uh, The Jewel in the Crown, uh, which I've never seen. Oh, and and Alien, the third Alien. Oh yeah, Alien Three. Ah, I've I've only seen Alien One, but never Aliens or any of the futures. Yeah. 
but he would not watch aliens because it's the action movie of the franchise uh you know what i mean it's interesting that's a good call but also i didn't like the first one at all and i was like "Eh." but then everyone's like oh no the second one's more active and exciting yeah they're so different that's what i've heard so i i always thought i would like it but um i don't know i i still i just I don't know. I honestly, I saw the first one in a class. I think that's how it even happened. (laughs) So, you know, whatever comes around is when I see stuff. But it looks like he was in Labyrinth and I did like Labyrinth. Mm, Although he was in 2003 Labyrinth. So that is a fully different movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, that seems cool. And then I realized, oh, no, different, different date. (laughs) I have like horrible like face blindness sometimes. And I swear when I was watching this again that I was like, oh, I was convinced that he was also the uh, uh, the hunter in Jumanji, the original Jumanji. Oh, for, yeah. For they, it. <laughs> they do look very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I like had to IMDb. I was like, he has to be that guy. And then I it wasn't. So uh, but they do like kind of look they look somewhat uh, similar, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're both like uh, evil British guys. So <laughs> that'll yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. That'll do and it. Kind of silent type. Like, yeah, the silent evil sort of. Well, I mean, this guy like has like good like one liners. And, and everything um but sort of like the calm cool collected villain yeah yeah for oh sure. well you know what i did see him in the movie swimming pool mm, uh, never seen that. truly mm-hmm. truly fully away so far away from every single one of the things that we've mentioned today just a very different movie <laughs> i think that one's more like a lolita i think it's um either it's oh is it french or british yeah it's in yeah 2003 or something yeah that one definitely lots of french stuff going on in that one yeah i rem- i don't even know if i liked it but i think uh, i think i was cool with it i don't know okay i watched <laughs> uh, i've i've been watching the um uh three colors like i've watched blue and red yeah this we just checked hey. out. So, hell yeah, uh, yeah. Nicely done. So, yeah what's that i said nicely done yeah, so uh i'm i'm all about like french stuff right now yes how, nice. how you should be how we all should be all the time <laughs> yeah Co- uh, cozy and i saw those we did this year so cool yeah oh, nice um in theaters it was in awesome. theaters. Oh, where was it in theaters uh whatever that place is called american cinematech yeah, the oh, oh, that's right that's theater. right i remember getting an email about that yeah that was a, a great time yeah, I need to go to more. Yeah, same. Uh, more theaters like that, and the brain, brain dead. Yes, studios. I still have never been. The, One day. <laughs> all the offbeat places, I know, and then the Lamla is like getting destroyed, right? In North Hollywood, uh, the NoHo one is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Bummer, bummer town. Yeah, sad day. Yeah, and it's not even like a thing of like, oh, it's not performing well. It's just uh, the we typical LA condos. thing where a developer is buying up a space and putting in bullshit condos. Oh, of course. Right. That's everywhere these days. Such a bummer. Yeah, so I was just empty and like the investment properties. Yeah, I was over in Los Feliz uh, the other day and I was walking by I th- what the Vista, right? And that one's just like completely gone. No, no. Uh, Tarantino owns that one, actually. And they're just like uh, they're remodeling the inside. Well, it looked like it was completely gone, so maybe I'm really? thinking of the other one. There's well, there's oh. two over there, right? And one of them oh. is the the one that has the American Cinematheque, and the other one is the maybe maybe they're just fully remodeling the whole thing because to me it just looked gutted and gone. Oh no! Yeah, oh, it was no. it was a little scary. 
That um, that theater is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, hopefully he's figuring that out because that did sound familiar. And then I was just walking over there and I was like, well, I don't know now. That's where Aww. I saw I saw Die Hard there, actually. Uh, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> before the pandemic. But uh, but that was a really that was the last time I was there, I think. Interesting. And that was when they had that bar still because that bar like they took down. Right. That was like kind of attached to the side of it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Like um, Good Time Bar, Good Luck or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so sad. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, hopefully anyway. something good will happen on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm I'm looking it up right now and I I'm trying to find news on it and it looks like the last actual news that I'm seeing is like when he bought it in July of 2021. So oh. Yeah. Ugh. Hopefully not destroyed from or gutted from the inside out. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. seeing I'm seeing like no 2020 new 22 news on it. Uh, oh well, March. No news is good news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully, yeah. March March twenty twenty two, with his plans about including cafe booze in our arcade. So maybe they're just oh, like doing God. a real, real whole thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that well, would be a nice surprise. <laughs> uh, within the next fifteen years, Quentin Tarantino is just going to own all of the theaters in Los yeah. Angeles. That's what it seemed like, and uh, there are good and bad elements of that. Yeah, I thought about that a lot. I'm like, well, they're not art house theaters, but they are like cool nostalgia movies theaters. And there is something right. artistic about them. But right. yeah, it's like the, it'll be like the AMC of Tar- like the Tarantino version of AMC. <laughs> yeah, it's like the bring it back of AMC theaters. It's it's not even second run. It's like weirdly just resurrection run. <laughs> Look, yeah. If I could get an A list for <laughs> for like uh, <laughs> our theaters, I would do that shit in an instant. That'd be cool as hell. I think I would too. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, things that I would do in an instant, oh, uh, segway. Segway. <laughs> um, it would be these stunts if I was a trained stunt person. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really just like like it's it's you know so obviously like making commentary about action movies in some level but also like it's in itself is a really good like action movie and there's a lot of really like awesome stunts in this uh and like the deaths there's like i was gonna mention the ice cream cone to the head as like a creative like death <laughs> right <laughs> um there's like a whole uh like fun sequence with like a crane uh <laughs> that's kind of being swung around and it's very much just like human bowling pins um, <laughs> is the best way I can describe it. And yeah, there's just like really fun uh, car chases and like it, so many explosions. Um, sure. So many explosions and, and several jokes about, you know, how many explosions there are and like, you know, pointing out like just like the stuff that always happens in actions movies where it's like, there's an explosion and then like, you know, some, some, how some way the action hero uh, walks away. And yeah, there's just like a lot of really fun stunts in this. Hmm. Hell yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm more, I feel like I'm more receptive to those than I used to be. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I think I've become more like appreciative of them now that like I I am an adult and I think I like kind of know the sort of the behind the scenes of movies. Like before I, it was like, yeah, like I'm going in with suspension of disbelief. Like, wow, these this is crazy that they're doing all this. And now it's like even more impressive because I know that it's like all stunts, you know? No, yeah, of course. 
Yeah. And how about um, you, Jules? Okay, yeah. So uh, my number four reason was the uh, was just the general like uh, prescience of the movie. Um, it's always a word I'm very nervous about saying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so like saying this on a podcast uh, was a terrifying thing. But, yeah, no, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I think I got it, right? I think you got um, it. But yeah, just like the, the movie is like uh, so ahead of its time um in in both like broad ways and like weirdly specific ways uh kind of like broadly speaking um you know as uh Bree touched on earlier you know it's very meta in regards to like how it treats the action genre mm. uh, and how it like uses uh the tropes uh that are established like you know and specifically a lot of schwarzenegger movies and other like action movies from the 80s and 90s um and that's that was an element like there have been meta elements in film for you know decades before this oh yeah uh, i don't think it ever really came through in like an action genre and you know specifically not talking about uh you, you know that kind of niche of 80s action movies where everything is so over the top and so like muscly and and (laughs) guns and shit um (laughs) like you get that in like parodies you know like hot shots and oh uh, right uh hot shots part oh good choices Uh, (laughs) beautiful movies Uh, but like this was this was a, a rare time in film where they were like kind of taking it seriously but also like highlighting um highlighting the ridiculousness of it like showing uh showing in a serious way how ridiculous these things are um so yeah just like like that uh like it's it's level of self-awareness uh and also its ability to to kind of like be ahead of the game like um uh, you know, Deadpool, uh, I think, uh, I guess yeah. the Deadpool mm-hmm. wave is, has, uh, <laughs> has, uh, has gone down quite a bit, but, uh, you know, that was, that was a huge hit. Um, uh, and yeah, um, also like specifically there is, uh, there's a line, uh, oh crap. I'm, I can't think of it. Um, <laughs> But there's there's a line early on in the film where uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's character summons the California governor. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of in a way of like, oh, the governor can't do the job that I can do. Essentially, like that's the, the point of the line uh, is. And that was, you know, his uh, kind of his like campaign campaign. Uh, not really motto, but like that was, you know, the, the vibe of his campaign was like politicians can't do the job, but Arnold Schwarzenegger can. Yeah. I think I remember Uh, that. (laughs) Um, and yeah, that's, that was just like a, a weirdly specific line that like kind of came true years later. (laughs) Um, yeah. So yeah. It was after punching, like, uh, he punched somebody. <laughs> it yeah. was like, give me the governor. <laughs> yeah, there, there, yeah. the line is like, uh, we've got the lieutenant governor on the phone, and he punches the guy with the phone, and he's like, call me when the governor's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that's yeah that's uh, there's a lot of fun stuff too about like pointing out how like you know action stars are always punching everything too um <laughs> now it doesn't it doesn't hurt in the action worlds but right it does in real life <laughs> i have heard that punching hurts in real life <laughs> yeah punching and not just for the person being punched yeah yeah knuckles <laughs> knuckles it's hurt it, it hurts to punch all the time like you have to reserve your energy in real life <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can't be punching recklessly like you do in an action movie. Mm. Um, my fifth reason was the cameo. So, Jules, if you want to jump into your your fifth reason. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, my fifth reason was uh, the one-liners. Mm. Uh, like, it's it's just got some really fun, like, quippy dialogue. Um, uh, and, and a lot of it is is really playing on on the tropes of of the like action one-liners uh i i'm assuming you've never seen uh commando good assumption (laughs) (laughs) um that's that's a movie that like i i feel was a really big basis for this because it's got all the elements of like last action hero uh but it takes them all way too seriously <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like it's still a very fun movie as you're watching it because it's like it's got over the top action uh and it's got quippy one-liners like as he's killing a person a lot of like um you know rainier wolf castle type stuff oh of course uh, <laughs> uh and there's a there's a scene where like uh danny the the kid character is uh he's like daydreaming while he's in class uh, as they're talking about uh, like the, the teacher is talking about Hamlet. Um, oh yes. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, uh, yeah, the teacher's yeah. talking about Hamlet and uh, like Danny starts to daydream of like what Hamlet would be like if Arnold Schwarzenegger starred as Hamlet. Um, <laughs> and so there's a line where he's like, Hey Claudius, you killed my father. That was a big mistake. And then I think he like shoots him or like punches him out of a window or some something like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's just filled <laughs> with like really good, uh, just like quips and and uh, great dialogue. Yeah, he's like to be or not to be, not to be, and then he <laughs> dies or something like that. Yeah. Nice. Um, like that whole sequence in and of itself is worth the price of admission to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like funny, like the self the self awareness comes into play too with the, some of the one liners because some of them are like really cheesy and like I think Danny points them out every once in a while. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll like kind of be like, "Wow, that was a stretch," or um, like you you just kind of like get that sense of you know like yeah just like really like this is definitely a self-aware movie it's you know directed by a big action movie guy written by action movie people and it's yeah it's they're really poking fun at themselves for it yeah nice um yeah so So, that's that's all i got (laughs) awesome yeah i think uh, my yeah my bonus was the soundtrack which you covered uh so cozy are you convinced? Uh, yeah, I'm down to check out this movie. That sounds like a, a fun idea. I'm down to give it a try. It feels like a good entry point for action Yay. movies uh, is making fun of action movies. So, yeah, that sounds good to me. Sweet. We did Hell it. Yeah. 
Mission accomplished. <laughs> well done. Mission accomplished. Oh, hell yeah. Um, we have uh, a very small amount of time left. Okay. Yes, we'll speed through the rest. <laughs> that sounds great. Can we pull it off? Let's okay. give it a shot. All right. Uh, so if anyone has seen this movie, uh, Last Action Hero, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, follow us. Tell us what we need us watch. Join the Facebook group. Talk about movies with us. <laughs> And uh, recommendations. Uh, Cozy, what do you have to recommend? Uh, it is a really busy time of year. Uh, it's important for people to remember that that's only temporary. So I recommend not making permanent decisions because of how busy you feel right now. That's great. Like getting a pet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, the- I'm, yeah, I'm too busy. I need to get a pet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Pets are a big responsibility. Yeah. Um, how about you, Jules? Oh, uh, I, uh, I, I didn't have a, a, a <laughs> narrow, down, narrow down answer for this one. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to say, uh, the TV show for all mankind. Nice. Uh, okay. cause it's, it's, it's great. It's on Apple TV, uh, Apple TV plus, uh, and not enough people are watching it and is like one of the best TV shows on, uh, on streaming right now. So perfect. Ooh. Okay. I have, yeah, I've, I have not heard of that one actually. Um, but I will add it to my list. Uh, my recommendation is actually to go see Scene Kids. Oh, I thank fun, you. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of fun yesterday and I hadn't been since pre-pandemic. So I uh, I think you, everyone should check it out. It's a fun show. Why, thank you. I appreciate it. Every third Saturday at the Pack Theater at midnight. Speaking of plugs, uh, segue. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, J- Jules, do you have any plugs? Uh, yeah, I mean, go see Mama Bird at the Pack Theater while the Pack Theater is still a thing. Uh, every <laughs> second and fourth Wednesday at, at eight o'clock. Um, you can find me on the socials um, at Jules Ford on Twitter. That's Ford with an E. Uh, Letterboxd. Please follow me on Letterboxd because I need more people on Letterboxd, Ooh. more friends to, to get movie recommendations from. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Ford on Letterboxd. Um, nice. And yeah, uh, I think that's basically it. I don't really do comedy these days. So, <laughs> um, oh, and if you have, uh, if there's any film festival people out there uh, that need screeners, uh, hit me up. Nice. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, cozy? Uh, yeah, go see Crash This Ice Skating Party on uh, December 5th. It'll have Moon Boy, Folks Next Door, The Magic Family Spaceship, and Betty. And it'll be at the Clubhouse Main Stage, 7 to 8.30 p.m., December 5th. Perfect. Yourself? Awesome. Uh, for me, uh, at The Daily Misinformer, do monologue jokes on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, and then uh, Next Bounce House show is December 11th. Uh, every It's 9 p.m., second Sundays every month. And that's it for right now incredible yeah so uh if you're listening give us a five-star rating leave a review subscribe uh and if you leave a review we'll read it on the air uh and thank you so much for listening yeah you need to see this oh and thank you jules so much for being a guest yeah thanks for being a guest (laughs) yeah thank you for having me (laughs) thanks for listening You're funny, don't you? I know I am.
I'm the famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. Schwarzenegger. Gesundheit. <laughs>